Ladies and gentlemen, Cardinal fans of all ages, welcome to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. I'm Chris Grace. I'll be your host, joined every week by current Wesleyan Athletic Director and former head football coach, Mike Whalen. Each week, Coach and I will interview some of your favorite former Cardinals and find out exactly what they've been up to. Without further ado, it's time to check in with the coach, Mike Whalen. Coach, we've got a recent grad and someone you know better than most on tonight's podcast. I'm really looking forward to catching up with Blair Ingram, class of 2014. She also got a master's. Wesleyan came back and did some assistant coaching. Now she's trying uh, some head coaching at a prep school in Rhode Island. Can't wait to talk to Blair. Yeah, Blair is uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, two-sport athlete, uh, field hockey and lacrosse, a captain, and uh, you know, a great, great uh, field hockey player. And and um, and then uh, you know, went off from Wes, uh, uh, worked uh, for uh, a West uh, uh, alum company down in, in New York City, sports recruits, and then decided she wanted to. Uh, you know, come back to Wes and, and, and coach both field hockey and lacrosse and uh, really did an outstanding job uh, for her time here and, uh, um, you know, has gone on to do uh, to the St. George's School and Associate Director of Admissions and head field hockey coach and head lacrosse coach and uh, just a great young alum. Uh, one of our most recent um, additions to the Athletic Advisory Council uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, her and, and Joe Giamo have done a, a fantastic job uh, rallying the young alums uh, to, uh, to get involved and, and, and give back to our program. So uh, Blair is the complete package and really excited to catch up with her tonight. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about everything she's got going on right now and kind of, you know, um, all the things you mentioned, Coach, that she's done on the side to help Wesley and that she continues to do. Before we do that, though, we're going to help all of our uh, listeners by bringing in guy behind the guy mike o'brien tell everybody how they can stay connected with our podcast you can stay connected by following us on twitter and instagram at west underscore athletics and on facebook at wesleyan.athletics you can also subscribe to chris and coach beyond the box score on apple podcasts and you can contact us directly by emailing athletics at wesleyan.edu again you know we want to hear from you so send us your feedback and uh any suggestions of uh west alums out there that uh, you'd love us to reach out to and potentially uh, bring on the podcast. We're always looking for your feedback. So uh, uh, you can always uh, reach out to uh, Chris directly because he's got all those social media channels. And yeah, uh, Grace 82 on Twitter. Everyone's doing it, coach. That's it. That's it. So let us know. Let us know what you think. But for now, it's time to catch up with tonight's guest class of 2014. She's got not one, but two degrees from Wesley. And she is Blair Ingram. It's another edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. As always, joined by Wesleyan Athletic Director and former head football coach Mike Whalen and our producer Mike O'Brien. I'm Chris Grace, and tonight we welcome in another former Cardinal, someone who was in Middletown relatively recently, is now applying her trade in another Middletown in a different state. Class of 2014, Blair Ingram is with us. Blair is currently the Associate Director of Admissions for St. George's School in Middletown, Rhode Island. She's also coaching women's lacrosse and field hockey. Blair, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. Great to see you, Blair, and uh, be with you. And, you know, uh, really excited you were able to uh, work us in. I know you have, uh, as part of your responsibilities there at, at, the, at St. George's, you have dorm responsibility. And so uh, you, we, we really appreciate you shifting your schedule to accommodate our podcast. And uh, looking forward, I'm really looking forward to catching up and uh, and uh, seeing all, the, hearing about all the great things you're doing out there in Rhode Island. Thanks. Um, I'm really honored to be here. I know you've got a really strong list of people who have done this podcast before, and somehow my name is now on this list. But I consider myself in very good company. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So Blair, first thing we always want to talk about with everyone is, how did you become a cardinal? How did you find your way? into Middletown, Connecticut. How did you end up at Wesleyan? Wow, um, so I have, I have a long family history at Wesleyan, which is exactly why I did not wanna to go to Wesleyan, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, I was one of those 
legacy kids who resisted it at all costs um, up until the very last moment when I decided I wanted to go there all along, but I was resisting it because I could. Um, so my dad went to Wesleyan, he is class of 74, um, and then a number of other family members went as well, which is such a privilege. Um, and just to be part of that history and actually the first female as part of that history is, is pretty cool as well. Um, but I remember going to West growing up, I have very vivid memories of um, attending a, a hockey, an ice hockey function. My dad was an ice hockey player at West. And I remember being in the rink. I actually have a photo of me standing. The only reason I know it's at Wesleyan is because I'm standing next to a trash can with a hockey stick in hand. And it says uh, Spurrier Snyder rink, or maybe it just says West, but something, something that tagged me in that place. So Anyway, I knew that I wanted to go to a small school. Um, I knew that my dad's liberal, art exper liberal arts experience was something that he really thought highly of and set him up for success in his own career. So I decided I wanted to go that route, but he said he was not pressuring me at all to look at West, but I also decided I really wanted to play field hockey in college. So he just said, hey, let's go, let's go to Wesleyan and just see what the level is like and see if it's something that you're interested in and see you know, if you can compete at that level in your mind. So of course he planned it. So we got there four or five hours before the game. So he could show me all around campus and check out his old classrooms and dorms and all of that. And took me out for a burger at O'Rourke's Diner down the road. And um, I, I was very resistant, but I watched the game and I knew that I could compete at that level. And um, I met a lot of the players and really loved it. So Fast forward, I looked at a ton of other schools, um, revisited Wesleyan in, in May or April, whatever it was. And it was a beautiful sunny day and the tulips were up. And I just said, why am I resisting? This is the place that I wanna be. And no wonder my family loved it. It's, it's the right place for me. And um, that's how I ended up there. And I, it was the best decision I ever made. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but in the end, it, it was a really hard decision for me, but looking back, it was so easy. And I could have, I could have saved my parents, uh, you know, seven months of stress and just done it all early, but here I am and loved every minute of it. So instead of uh, coach Patty Fletcher Porter going out and finding you, you actually kind of found her. Is that the way it worked? Cause you, cause of your dad. Yeah. Yeah, a little, a little bit of both. I was kind of on the field hockey circuit uh, in high school, you know, 10th, 11th grade. I was playing club field hockey, um, went to all different showcases and tournaments and individual camps and things. Um, but I think just because of my connection to Wes, I think I initiated and it initiated the contact and sort of helped, um, you know, develop it, it developed a relationship between Patty and I pretty early on because, um, you know, I, I, I loved Wes, even though I wasn't a student there because my family loved it so much. So um, yeah, we, I guess we kind of found each other and then she ended up sealing the deal and you know was, was really great during the recruiting process. And in terms of presenting Wes and Wesleyan field hockey as a really family oriented, goal-driven group of, of student athletes who were there for more than just field hockey and were there for the full college experience, but also were really competitive. And that's exactly what I was looking for. And, you know, you, I know you, you played lacrosse as well your, your freshman year, right? Yeah, um, freshman and sophomore. And sophomore, okay. Um, and then decided to focus strictly on, on field hockey. But so was the opportunity, knowing that you had the opportunity to potentially be a two-sport athlete, did that, was that something that influenced your decision? It was, yeah. I grew up playing lacrosse. I grew up on Long Island. So lacrosse, you know, is pretty hot there. And I had a stick in my hands in second grade and, um, went all the way through varsity and always loved it. But when field hockey was introduced in seventh grade, I fell in love with that a little bit more and a little bit more quickly. Um, so I knew field hockey was my true love, but being able to play lacrosse and just try out for the team and, and you know, contribute to West in another way was an honor. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that experience too. In the end, field hockey is always where my heart's been. And I'm, I'm really glad I did the two years of being a two sport athlete. And had I not gone to West, I wouldn't have ever had that experience. So I loved it. And, you know, lacrosse is still very much in my life right now. So um, I'm glad I, 
I'm glad I played and, you know, met a lot of great people. So yeah, it definitely drove that decision. You know, I, um, I, as a broadcaster, I've been able to broadcast just about every sport at Wesleyan. But um, one thing that I, I, I really enjoyed was actually last now it all it all blends together at this point i think it was last year coach you tell me it's the last year that we were playing sports in the fall so that would have been 29 i guess 2019 yeah it seems like it was about 10 years ago and i saw the improvement in the wesleyan field hockey team but what i always loved about that program was there seemed to be great camaraderie regardless i mean that is the toughest division in all of college women's college sports i mean you look at the top 10 in the country and six of them are NESCAC schools. So you're never going to have an easy road, but I always felt like they worked so hard and tried so hard and believed in each other so much. And I saw them have some great results in 2019 as someone who was around the program, obviously you came back for your masters and were around the program some more. That must've given you great joy to see them have some great success in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, it's a really tough league. So even, even a, over 500 season um, might not get you places. Yeah. Um, But Christine Kemp has done an amazing job taking the program um, after Patty Clutcher Porter retired. And um, it's so much fun to see some of the girls that I helped recruit when I came back to Wes actually make an impact on the field. And I'm sorry that their experience right now is different than what they intended it to be and what they hoped it would be and different than what I had. But um, the improvement is is incredible, but I also think it's a testament to Wesleyan athletics too. I mean, there's there's a huge push right now. There's a lot of a lot of support around the programs, and I think you know I'm a very proud alum, and I'm I'm excited to eventually see the field hockey program reach the level that the women's lacrosse program has too, and compete for a spot in the final four. I know that they can do it, and um, yeah, it's 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 really exciting. I think the culture of field hockey too, just in general as a sport is, is really different from lacrosse, not in a better or worse way, but um, it's, it's, there's a lot of camaraderie around field hockey and the field hockey community. It's a small community. Um, And I've always felt that way. I've always felt that every field hockey player I've ever played with is, is simply there because they're so passionate about the game and it's less about pressure to succeed and pressure to be really, really good. And it's more about, I don't know, just the pure love for the sport. And I've always felt that way about field hockey. And I think the West team has that now and, and they'll continue to have that under the guidance of Coach Kemp. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I loved coming back to Middletown, Connecticut for games um, when, you know, as soon as they're back, I'm, I'm there. I'm excited to see them perform. Well, you got, you got fingers crossed that they are going to play Trinity this Friday night. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're we're hoping you know we don't we don't take anything for granted because we got to get through uh, right. you know two PCR tests this week plus a, a day of antigen test. But uh, you know uh, you know you know the the, the 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 women have been working so hard under Coach Camp, and I'm 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 really anxious to see you know even though we have some kids missing and you know some of that um, you know kids aren't on campus, but there's a group of them that have been here, have been working hard, and uh, just excited to see him go out there and compete. You know, women's soccer got a chance to play last weekend, and um, that was really fun to see them out there. And so, some of the fall teams getting a chance to, you know, to get a, a, a you know, a game under the belt. And obviously, our spring teams competing. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been knock on wood. It's been, it's been exciting. It's been great just to see, you know, the kids out there again competing. And, and, uh, um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not always where we want it to be, but it's, uh, you know, it's a great first step in terms of putting COVID in the rearview mirror and saying, hey, you know, hopefully next fall, everybody's vaccinated, everybody's ready to go, and we're back to uh, the uh, pre-COVID times. So that's what we're looking yeah. forward to. But um, so talk to us, Blair, a little bit more about about your, you know, your undergrad experience. So, you know, obviously two sport athlete for two of the four years. And, um, but you know, your major and, you know, kind of, you know, you know, you know, how did you, how did you see yourself develop during your time at West? I was a neuroscience and behavior major. And often when I say that people are like, what, how did you do that? And, and really, uh, you know, I, I just, I love science. I don't know. I didn't know. I still don't know what I'm going to do with it for the rest of my life. Um, the, the, 
you know, the very scientific parts of it, but the neuroscience, the, the psychology, I, I think the biggest thing for me about Wesleyan was the open curriculum and being able to take any class that I wanted um, and sort of narrow down my interests or my non-interests during my early years at West and neuroscience just sort of came out on top. Um, but really, I think it's less about what you major in and, and the classes that you take. It's the critical thinking, it's the, it's the writing growth and you know, I, when I, I went to a large public high school on Long Island, Northport High School, had an amazing experience there, but I had 520 kids in my graduating class. Um, you know, it was, it was a, a wonderful high school experience, but when I arrived at West, I was a little fish in a big pond. I did not know how to study. I did not know that I had to prepare for an exam well in advance. Like I was, um, really enjoying my college days until <laughs> I realized that I had to take exams a couple of weeks in and that was tough. It was, it was an awake, it was a wake up call. Um, and I think Wes really taught me sort of the intangible skills that it's, it wasn't necessarily about the labs or, um, the, the essays or the, you know, lectures and things, but it was more about, you know, managing my time, critical thinking, talking to people that I'd never met before. I mean, within the first month I had spoken and had classes with people from Zimbabwe and China, and I never had that in my high school. Um, so I think just the, the, the various perspectives that came in, in and out of the classroom and the lab and even our team every day um, made the experience really unique and made me appreciate um, where I had come from and made me appreciate you know, what I had left in front of me and um, just understanding of different people, which, you know, as we, as we, as I get older, I realize how important that skill is and how lucky I am to have started to develop that in college at West. And um, it's just the kind of place that, you know, I always say you can be whoever you want there. You can try whatever you want at West. And I think the personal growth that I experienced just from being around people who are motivated and wanted to be there and loved everything that they did and were so interested in the most random things you could imagine um, made me sort of dive into my own, reflect on my own personal interests and um, what I wanted to do. And, and I still do that. I still take my skills from Wes and say, okay, like I have this awesome degree and I met these amazing people doing millions of different things. And I, I love what I do right now, but I, I might want to change my mind. And I know that there's someone out there and I know that West can, you know, I can always think back on my experience at West and talk to somebody who feels the same way and connect with people and just try different things because that's the, that's what I learned there most is that, you know, don't be afraid to jump in and, and try something totally new. And if it doesn't go well, you just try the next thing. And um, that's, you know, that's what I love about the place. So you loved it so much, Blair, that you decided you were going to stick around a little longer after you finished your undergrad. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I left for a little bit and then I came back. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help yourself. So you came back for your master's, right? And then when you did that, you, uh, you decided to try to see if you could make a path in, in the coaching field, right? I did. Yeah, I was, after I graduated, I worked at sports recruits with um, Matt Wheeler and Chris Mead. Then they, they took a chance on me right out of college. And I'm really grateful for that. I had an awesome two and a half years or so there um at sports recruits just kind of helping them with their startup life and just doing everything that I could to to help the company but also figure out what I liked and what I didn't like and in the end I realized that a nine to six desk job is not was not really for me um, and I always had this desire to coach so um, I was fortunate to talk to Patty Clutcher Porter and head back to Wes which was something to be honest I was really nervous about because I had such an awesome four years at West and I didn't want anything to taint that experience. Not that I thought that it would, but you know, it's, it's rare for someone to go back that quickly to their college. And I still, you know, I didn't have my college friends there anymore. They were all off doing various things. And I just needed, I needed to experience the coaching world. And I, I had um, an amazing opportunity to go back to West and figure that out under the guidance of, you know, Patty Clutcher Porter, who was near the end of her career and had so, so, so much insight um, and, and knowledge to share. And then 
on the lacrosse side, Kim Williams, who is very fresh in her career and had a fresh perspective and, and a lot of energy around her sport. So I figured what, you know, what better way to jump into the coaching world than to be mentored by two very different coaches in very different um, timelines of their career to sort of help develop my own mentality too. And you mentioned, you mentioned, um, you know, having, having the opportunity to, you know, to come back and coach and, you know, get your master's degree and, um, you know, be, you know, we, 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 you know, our intern program um, is something that, you know, really, you know, started to evolve right when you came back in terms of, you know, just, you know, us beginning, you know, trying to focus more on, um, on, on trying to get, uh, um, people who were really seeking a career or at least thought that they wanted to, you know, to, to, to potentially coach, whether it's at the high school prep school or, or college level. And, and, you know, I, you know, I remember you Blair in terms of, you know, being, um, you know, that, that, you know, th that individual that came in and, and I said, you know, this is kind of, the, the, the model that I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone like this, who is passionate, who is excited, who wants to learn, who is, you know, always willing to volunteer for things, always willing to, to do the, go the extra mile and do all the little things. And I said, that's, that's the kind of passion that we need, you know, across this program. And, you know, since you've left, um, you know, I think we've really elevated, you know, that, that our intern program and, you know, are beginning to turn out um, more like you who are out there in the profession and doing some amazing things. And, and um, uh, you know, my long-term goal, and, and I think the, you know, the department's long-term goal is, is to hopefully develop a reputation of, you know, really turning out young, you know, inspiring, you know, coaches who, um, who want to make a difference, whether it's in high school or prep school or, or the, uh, um, or the college level. So um, we're, we're excited about it. We're excited about, you know, the program where, where, where it was when you were there and then how it's evolved even further since you've left. Yeah, it's a great program, Mike. I think it's, uh, you know, it really, you really dive into it as a member of the program. There's no, you know, it's a small school. Wesleyan's a small place with a, an amazing athletic program, but the staffs are different size than division one. And so, um, I think, you know, something that I really value in it or about it is being able to just jump right in and start the recruiting and start on field stuff like there was no choice. There is only a few of us. I had to sort of sink or swim model, if you will. And um, I like to think I swam most of the time, but I definitely sunk at times and I was definitely in over my head. But I think the program um, you know, and balancing, balancing the coaching and the masters, having a masters in this day and age is huge. And no doubt that if I hadn't come back to us and been part of that program and had the experience and, and the mentorship that I got from Patty and Kim, and also all of the student athletes and the other coaches in the program, I, I definitely wouldn't be at St. George's right now, um, trying to do something different on my own. So uh, I think, you know, it's, it's a great program. And I, I know that a lot of coaches choose to stay afterwards too, after the program technically ends. And I think that's a huge testament to the athletic department as well. So Blair, you know, I know coach had, a, had, a, had an experience at Loomis and I had a similar experience at a, at a local prep school. Um, you know, one of the best things about the prep schools I thought were you get young teachers who are either fresh out of college or in your case, relatively fresh out of college um, who have athletic backgrounds who come in and they coach sports and, and they become like, like older brothers and sisters for the students. Really. I don't want to say like parents cause they're, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put you in that box, but that, <laughs> those are the people that I remember the most about my experience. And I'm still close to some of them to this day. You know, I won't tell you how many years ago that was, but you know, it's quite a few years ago. Um, Talk about that experience, because I know, you know, we talked a little bit right now, you have certain dorm responsibilities. Talk about, you know, not just the coaching side, talk about the life side of being at a school like that. And it's got, I mean, it's got some great qualities to it that you really can't replace. Yeah, I mean, working at a boarding school, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's not a job. It's definitely 
a day, a daily thing, hour by hour. Um, I live right here on campus, not attached to a dorm, but really close by. I think, I think the most rewarding thing about being at a boarding school is just how many different roles and how many different jobs I get to play and, and be part of. And with that, how many different kids I get to know along the way. Um, you know, I've got my field hockey team. I've got the lacrosse team. I'm an advisor. Um, I'm a ninth grade girls dorm parent. So a lot of sort of crossover between that, but also I, I get to see kids in a lot of different ways. And they're at a critical stage in their lives, especially in a year like this, which is just so strange and um, surreal for all of us. So, um, you know, I, I, it's a long day though. I mean, I'm in the office at 8.30, 9 o'clock and I'm on the field at 3.30 and then come home real quick and head to the dorm at seven. So come home at 11.15 and and do it all over again. Not every day is the same, which is another awesome quality of boarding school. But I definitely feel very well prepared to be here after my time at West and also living the assistant coach lifestyle as part of the West program. Um, you know, we're, I was used to working Monday through Saturday all day, pretty much. And it's the same here at boarding school. Um, but again, it's, it's really fun to, to be sort of a, a figure that girls can look up to and we're close enough in age where I, I like to think I can have a good rapport with them but also say wait a minute you know we got to get these drills done and or we've got to uh you got to go to bed it's lights out at 10 45 turn your phone off um so it's a fun it's a fun balance and I think they learn a lot from being in this independent setting and it's it's you know it's really cool to be one of those quote-unquote parents um that you know you only see them for part of the year though. And you don't have to do all the disciplinary stuff that real parents do, um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm really enjoying the experience so far. And so, you know, Blair, um, you know, coaching, you know, coming back and coaching at Wesleyan and, and then, you know, kind of, as you mentioned, you know, having the opportunity to, uh, to work with coach Williams, you know, just talk about, you know, kind of that experience. And I mean, what were your impressions in terms of, like you, you know, obviously, you know the the direction of the program. You know, everyone knew that the arrow was pointing upwards, and but I mean, you know, you know, as a as a player in the NESCAC, you know how competitive it is. You know, week in and week out. You know, as it say, you know, as we talked about, is it is in field hockey, it's the same in lacrosse. You know, you're going to have five or six teams that are, you know, nationally ranked. You're going to have, you know, Middlebury and. Um, Tufts and, you know, teams that are going to be perennial final four teams, Trinity, you know, national champion teams. And, and so, you know, when you were there and you were watching Kim and you're, in, and you're working with the program and, you know, you know, everyone acknowledged it was going to get better, but did you think it was going to, it was going to rise to the level that it did? You know what, after, after working under Kim for a couple of years, I completely believe and understand why that team is as good as they are. I mean, she is incredible. I am so lucky to have been able to be, you know, under her wing for a while. Um, I think sort of going back to what you said before, Chris, about being part of a boarding school um, and being that person that, you know, you're kind of a parent, you're a role model. Kim was that for me and Kim is certainly that for everybody else, um, all of her players and, and her assistants. And she does a, a really incredible job of striking the balance between being that hard coach that, you know, hit, the, you know, hit the line if you're not doing what I'm asking you to do, but at the end of the day, cares so much about mental health and physical health and how kids are doing academically. And I think that's more important than the X's and O's. Yes, she has an incredible lacrosse mind and watches game film like no one I've ever met. And um, could write up a drill in three seconds and, and run it successfully. But I think her rapport with the, with the, uh, the team and, and her student athletes are actually what makes her the most successful because in talking to the student athletes that I coach, like not a single one of them would ever like want to let Kim down. I mean, if you let Kim down, you might as well have been committing a major crime because <laughs> nobody wanted to do it. Everyone wanted to work so hard for her. And um, that's something that I admire so much about her. And it's really, really hard to replicate that 
it's sort of something that she just, she's got it. And the, the, the girls get it and they work for her. And I truly have never seen a more hardworking team than the women's lacrosse team. And I believe it's because of the standard that Kim has set um, and then therefore that her assistants have set alongside her. Um, but I mean, I, I don't have an, I have so many positive things to say about her and I, they'll, they'll win a national championship within the next five years, if there's games, um, <laughs> to, to prove it, but no doubt, I mean, no doubt in my mind that they are one of the hardest team, hard, they're the hardest working team, but also the, one of the hardest teams to beat because of her, um, the, the passion and the time and the care that she puts into that program. And are there things that you, you find yourself today, you know, coaching lacrosse or even just, you know, philosophical things that, that you as a coach now have adapted and, and have implemented into your programs? Yeah. I mean, first off, I, I would not be able to be a head varsity lacrosse coach without Kim's guidance. I mean, I feel very confident now um, having coached with her for a couple of years, but um, when I came to St. George's, I was, I was really excited about being the varsity lacrosse coach because I wanted to channel my inner Kim and try to figure out what was going to, what was going to work, what wasn't going to work. She just made me think about the game so differently than I had before. Um, it's really different to, you know, think about a sport when you're playing it versus when you're watching it from the sideline, unable to get into a game because you have no more years of eligibility. Um, so it's, you know, I, I, I take her mindset a lot. I mean, something that she really values and on her team is accountability and, um, setting a high standard and, and, and holding each other to that, but hold, as a coach holding her players to that, but more importantly, her players holding each other to that. And that's something that I've really tried to do on here at St. George's is, you know, make sure that the kids know that they've got, they've got control over the standard that they set. Yes, I can demand certain things, but in the end, it comes from them. And I think Kim, um, she does a great job with, with that on, on her team. And that's something that I, try to replicate on, on both of the teams that I coach at St. George's and, um, you know, hope, hopefully it's working. I hope it is. Uh, but I, I, I think about her all the time when I'm on the field, like what would Kim do? Um, so yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, I, what I'd like to ask every week, Blair, and, uh, if you've heard any of our shows, you've heard this now, a lot of the people we talked to finished at Wesleyan, 20 or 30 years ago. So you're going to have probably a different perspective on this, but, you know, talk about the liberal arts education and, you know, kind of how it shaped you and, and has helped mold you into what you are and what you hope to become even more so moving forward. Yeah, I think uh, there's, there's a lot of hype around college educations and, you know, the cost of college is going up so much and is it worth it? Is it not? I believe it is. And for those who are able to access it, um, something to, you know, I think liberal arts is a, is a great direction to go because it's that critical thinking. It's the ability to problem solve. It's the ability to pivot and try something completely different. Um, and I think that that's, you know, a lot of what Wes taught me. I am not afraid to make another career change or, or change direction of, you know, what I'm doing right now, because I know that I have the skill and, and the resiliency that I learned at West to, to do that. Um, and I think just the, the liberal arts experience in general from an athletic side too, it's just, it allows you to do everything on campus. It allows you to, um, you know, take the classes that you want, but also balance sports and also balance clubs and do something entirely different. Um, like I was a tutor down the, down the road um, at an elementary school and, I just don't think I would have been able to do that if I had played at a different level or if I had been in a strict, you know, program. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of liberal arts education. And my dad, I'm lucky that he told me that it was a, a great way to go. And um, I followed my gut. And I would, I would hope that someday, you know, if I have children, that they do the same thing because it's, it's the intangibles. It's, it's hard to teach a lot of what you learn out of school like Wes, um, but it, it's, it's sticking with me. And, and um, you know, also, you know, wanted to talk to you, Blair, about, uh, you know, we, we um, for those, our, our listeners, we have uh, what's known as the Wesleyan Athletics Advisory Council. And um, it's a group of alums that uh, have been working with uh, the athletic director uh, prior to me becoming the athletic director, something that John Bittescombe 
started back um, in the uh, mid 2000. And uh, uh, this group has, you know, evolved through the years. And, um, you know, recently, uh, myself and, and our chair, uh, Dan Lynch, um, decided that it would be a, a, a really good idea to um, kind of target some younger alums to bring in some, you know, some ideas about how we can uh, begin engaging or, 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 or maintaining the engagement with our younger alums as they graduate. Um, so it's not a situation where they gravitate away from Wes and then you're trying to pull them back in. It's once they graduate, you're keeping them connected to Wes and, you know, um, um, keeping them involved and, um, in, and, and recognizing the importance of, of giving back, you know, and um, uh, so, you know, you know, I, you know, easily picked, you know, two of my favorite um, uh, more recent Wesleyan graduates and you and Joe Giamo to, uh, to come back and lead this initiative and, you know, just, just tell our, tell our listeners about, you know, kind of how that's gone and, and, and some of the initiatives that you guys have been working on. Yeah, Joe and I have, uh, have really loved being part of the group. Um, I think when we originally started the Young Alumni Committee under your guidance, Mike, we were not at all shocked, but very pleasantly surprised, I guess, with how many people wanted to get involved. And after just a couple of phone calls, we had like almost too many people to, um, to, to manage on our young, very young young alumni committee. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of passion from young alumni, um, especially now as West Athletics has been on the rise since many of us graduated and many of us competed. Um, but the support, the support from young alumni and, and just being able to connect with current students in the networking field and, um, you know, trying to rally some young donors to, you know, they, they really recognize the importance that the athletic experience has had on them um, because they're very, even less removed from it than I am and then, and that Joe, than Joe is. Um, and I think just having that support is, is really, really cool. And, and we're also fortunate to be on the AAC that um, has connected us with older alumni who are so willing to help us as, as co-chairs lead this young alumni committee and um, rally support around, you know, getting people out to games and getting people to tailgates and um, supporting endowments and, and things like that. I think right now, uh, you know, just to sort of tie everything together here, a big push that the young alumni are making that we're working with are um, increasing um, the budget for assistant coach salaries because they understand, we all understand that assistant coaches work a lot of hours um, and you know play a, a really critical role in team culture and um, supporting the head coach and ultimately moving the program forward with recruiting and things like that um, under the guidance of a head coach. But our young alumni group is has a lot of um, you know desire and passion around making sure that West is able to hire the best assistant coaches out there. Um, like you said, Mike, who who want to stick with the career or um, have some sort of relationship to coaching and to working with young people. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to rally that group around all different sports and, and backgrounds. And I'm excited to see how it all come, how it all plays out. And, and um, you guys uh, I've done a great job doing it, um, arranging a couple of uh, uh, young alum panel to come, to come back to, to West to, to talk with our current student athletes as part of our A plus program, and um, you know, just 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 kind of talk about you know um, the the feedback that you get from the young alums when they have that opportunity to come back and and you know engage with our current student athletes and you know offer advice and talk about their experiences. Uh, you know, just kind of kind of summarize for our listeners what that's like. I think. I think everyone who's participated in a panel feels really rejuvenated and sort of reconnected to their sport and their team and their their coach. And uh, of course, we all want to relive our glory days and say, oh, well, when we were here, this happened. And oh, is it where do you eat now? Like, what's the best dining hall? What's your favorite meal? Um, and I think just making that connection is is the best part. But I know that, you know, the, the kids and I, I call them kids, I guess they're young alumni, but they're kids to me um, who come back and, and, you know, offer their advice. 
I think they, they love seeing how successful the student athletes are now. And I won't speak for everybody, but when I, you know, participate in these things and connect with current student athletes, I am blown away with how much they have on their plates and just how much these student athletes, they have like three majors and two minors and they do seven volunteering things and they're playing two sports and they run this. And I look back like, wow, what was I doing at West? Like I was, <laughs> I was, I had a major, I played two sports. I did a little bit of this. I had a campus job, but these kids do that times five. And I think um, a lot of young alumni are really impressed with how well-prepared these kids are for the job market. Um, and also just how much they're able to balance on their plates and um, also just to see how how Wesleyan has grown since we all left in terms of offering more academic programs and being more successful on the field. So um, it's cool to sort of see them live that out and be a really big part of um, the change, the positive change, um, which I think is exciting for everybody. And, and, you know, you mentioned your own, you know, as, a, as an undergraduate, how you benefited from the A-plus program in terms of, you know, landing that first job with sports recruits and um, you know, working for two West alums who were former lacrosse players. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, every year that those guys have come to us and, you know, have been asking us, you know, for names of, of kids that might want to come into New York City and, and be part of their organization. And so just talk about the, you know, the, the A plus, you know, program and, and the Wesleyan networking, you know, in, in terms of, you know, as an undergrad coming out, how big of an advantage that can be. Oh, huge. And I, I say this to everyone that I speak to current students. I've got the, the three jobs that I've had, the one at sports recruits right out of college and then coaching again at West, getting my master's and now here where I am now at St. George's, I wouldn't have gotten any of those without West. And each one of the, each one of my places that I've landed thus far have been through a Wesleyan connection of some kind um, or, you know, someone that I met at Wesleyan through something else. So um, it's been huge. And, and I always say to kids, you know, take advantage of these A plus opportunities. I was so caught up in taking the biology exam or studying for this or that, that sometimes I would skip out on those A plus programs because I thought that I quote unquote didn't have time. But in the end, that is the time that kids and I should have been spending and just connecting with other alumni and um, you know, showing up to an info session about consulting when you don't even know what consulting is. Um, and I think just, you know, West does a really good job of, of finding alum and finding um, different people in different fields and, and their willingness to connect is always there. So um, I think the A plus advantage is huge. I know that, you know, coming out of a school like West and other NESCAC schools, once you graduate, I mean, Yes, of course, I still, you know, have a rivalry with people that I meet from Amherst or Williams or wherever, um, but you all kind of become one and you find a lot of other NESCAC people out there who are willing to help you just because of that West connection. So I think it goes beyond just the walls of West, but, um, you know, in, into the NESCAC and Division Three and your sport in general and being able to use those connections and take advantage of, of relationships that you have and build more is huge in terms of landing, you know, the next experience. It doesn't have to be the end all be all experience, but um, eventually, you know, you'll land exactly where you want to. And I guarantee Wes will be somewhere in the background that has, you know, gotten that, gotten you there. So is that the, is that the one piece of advice that you would give, you know, young graduates coming out today is, is, uh, you know, don't feel like this first job has to be the one that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And that you know you you know you you've earned a degree from Wesleyan and and now you've positioned yourself to do great things. So just have confidence and try things. Oh yeah, and I I I am a true believer, and maybe this is just because this might be how I am, but I believe that you know I might not have one specific career or one specific thing that I want to do for the rest of my life, and I. 100% believe that that's totally fine. And to be able to, to sort of shift around and find what you love, if you have multiple passions, then go for it all. Um, I definitely feel like the, the market has changed since maybe some older alum have graduated. And, you know, a lot of people come, my dad's age came out of West and had maybe one or two jobs and, and then retired and stuck, you know, stuck with it for a really long time. Um, but I feel like our generation is different. And I think, again, the the confidence that I built at West and the people that I met and just um, the skills that I learned, like 
you know, I'm not afraid to try something totally different. I know that I know that I can do it. And I know that, you know, it might, it might not be smooth sailing the whole way, but, um, you know, I've, I've built these skills thanks to the people that I've met, um, that give me the confidence that, you know, if I wanted to change and try something different, I, I know I could, and I know that I'd have the support of my West friends and, um, coaches and, and colleagues and whatnot. So, I have a, I have a lot of <laughs> favorite pieces of advice, but I think that's one of them is just, you know, do what you want to do and, and know that the skills that you've learned at West are going to get you right to where you want to be. And sometimes it'll take a little while, but that's okay. All right, Chris, what do you think? You think she's ready for the gauntlet? I think so. I was just going to ask Blair, are you ready to step into the uh, Wesleyan gauntlet here? The gauntlet to me means one mile, three quarters of a mile, half mile. <laughs> no, we're not and... going to ask you to do that. Okay. We're not going right, to ask great. you to do I'm that. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> no, no, we're not asking you to do that. None of us are ready for that. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. I'm ready for the new gauntlet then. Maybe Mike O'Brien, but that's about it. All right. I'm going to start it off, coach. Okay. So, well, you, you explain to Blair what it oh, is. Sorry, Blair. You're not going to be doing any running here. We're going to ask you 10 questions, all Wesleyan-based questions. We'll go back and forth. Just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right? I'm ready. All right, here you go. Who's your favorite professor at Wesleyan? Oh, uh, Barry Chernoff. Nice. Barry. First time anyone yeah. said Barry. I he was make awesome. Sure, I loved his class. I got to make sure Barry listens to this one. He probably right. won't remember me, but I remember him. All right. That's good. Who was the most influential person in your life? My dad. Yeah, good answer. What was your favorite job while you were a student at Wesleyan in the summer? Your favorite summer job while you were a student? I worked for the Garden of Dreams Foundation, which is part of Madison Square Garden and the New York Rangers. And it was a lot of nonprofit work in New York City. And I loved it. Great. If you were forced to cheer for one, would it be Amherst or Williams? Oh, that's not a fair question at all, but I, um, Williams, Williams. Okay. All right. All right. When you, when you were five years old, what did you want to be when you were all grown up? A doctor or the first female NHL player. It, it kind of went back and forth. Wow. Okay. I, I, I do not have the skills to be either one of those at all. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. Although there's, we'll, we'll talk about the NHL in a minute. Um, so what's the best piece of advice you received in your life? My dad told me, um, chalk everything up as experience before the age of 30. But now that I'm getting close, I think I'm going to ask him if we can move it to 40. <laughs> All right. In three words, describe your Wesleyan experience. Oh, um, inspirational. Uh, wow, you stumped me. Inspirational, um, competitive on the field, not in the classroom for me. Um, and uh, amazing friendships. Great. Um, what, what do you miss most about Wes? Playing, competing, um, being on the field hockey team mostly and, and just being surrounded by my best friends while doing it. What is the best Wesleyan highlight from the last 20 years? Ooh. Um, I, I definitely think winning the little three for at, at West when I was coaching um, the women's lacrosse team, we won it at Williams. I think that that's a highlight, but really anything like they just keep blowing all of everything out of the water. So. You well, Blair, you know how much I love winning little threes. So I, <laughs> I really especially at Williams, right? That's right. It's <laughs> nothing even nothing better than that. There's nothing yeah. better than that. Um, so I, I love that answer. Um, all right, last one. Who is the West alum you would most like to have dinner with? Oh. Um, I know this is supposed to be quick, but it's it's not. You know what? Um, Field Yates, and I've, I think I've had dinner with him in the past, but not since not since he's been a star on ESPN. And he's a really good friend of my brother's and treats him really well. And I'd, I'd like to take him out to dinner to say thank you for being a really good mentor for my brother. Oh, I, I can arrange that. That's a that's a that's a gimmick. You know, he's, awesome. He's, I'm in. He's a, he's a regular in, uh, in 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 our booth, Chris. Right? He, you know, he comes into our booth once a year during the football season 
and we put him on we put him on a pot on a uh, webcast with us. Yeah, and and he also, you know, he got the Chris and Coach, you know, he got the Chris and Coach. He did. Well. Yep. He yep. did. He's a, he's a great guy. I I have a lot of respect oh, for awesome. Fields. Good. Good. That's that's, that's it. Great. You're through. You made great. it through the gauntlet. Awesome. So, that so was far better than uh, field hockey testing for four that's years. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so before we let you go, um, I understand there's some some you know relatively uh, big event coming up at some point in the near future. So um, can you can you give us a little insight on that? Uh, yeah, it's a, a Wesleyan wedding coming up. Yep. Uh, if that's what you're referring that's to. What, that's what um, I'm referring to. You know, I was honestly, I was curious, Mike, when, or I was, I was surprised when I got your email about being on this podcast, because I think my better half is far more interesting to talk to than I am. Uh, but yeah, Keith is, uh, he's in the room right now, actually. And we've got a, uh, he's, he's waving. Um, we've got a wedding coming up in July. So, you know, we both have two different stories about how we met at West, but I will say we met within the first, like, maybe two, three weeks of school. And the rest is history. Um, so we're, we're getting married this summer and I'll volunteer him for the next podcast if you want, if you want him. That's awesome. We will definitely be <laughs> in touch with him uh, for our listeners. Uh, Keith Bueller was uh, probably the best hockey player to play at Wesleyan and certainly uh, the last uh, couple of decades. I'm sure there'll be people that might want to argue, but they can't argue for long. Um, uh, NESCAC player of the year and uh, just great, great human being, great person. And, uh, you know, I, I would be, um, you know, the, the, whoever was going to marry Blair was going to have to pass the coach Whalen test. And, and he definitely, <laughs> passes. he definitely passes. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a good one. I want nothing to do he's with him. I want, I want nothing to do with him on the ice though. He's uh, a little, you yeah, know, he had that switch. He had that switch. He's got me, he's got me there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. great. Well, this has been great, Blair. We really enjoyed it, spending time with you, catching up, and uh, you know, certainly wish you all the best for continued success. And I hope, fingers crossed, your kids can get back to competition because, uh, you know, win or lose, it's just great to see the kids back out competing and and just seeing them, seeing them, uh, you know, the smiles on their faces, uh, you know, that you know, with all the great things that athletics bring out and 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 young people today. So, uh, wish you all Thank the you. best. And and uh, again, thanks for making time for us today. Thanks for having me. And, and uh, hopefully this will be, uh, you know, will lead to more spring competition this, this season for you guys too. So thanks so much. All right. Have a great night. You too. That's going to do it for another edition of Chris and coach beyond the box score for the coach, Mike Whalen for producer, Mike O'Brien. And of course, for tonight's guest class of 2014 Blair Ingram, I'm Chris Grace until next time. So long everybody. Thank you.